what would happen if you had a pool of audience members or a potential client who were ready to buy from you at any time? How simple would it be to grow your program, to grow your business, to grow the membership in your facility if you had an engaged audience on social media who was already eager to buy. They already know, like, and trust you. They're listening to what you have to say. And when you make an offer, they're ready to jump in and buy. By assembling your audience around a specific topic that is related to your offer or your program or your business, you can create a social media presence that is engaged. You can create a vibrant community full of the exact people you want to serve in your business. But most of us are doing this all wrong. So I want to talk today about the keys to fostering communities full of people who are ready to buy without wasting time and money on ads or learning a bunch of social media TikTok dances or lip syncing or doing any kind of big social media antics without chasing leads, without going into other groups and poaching people's members. I'm going to teach you how to foster community that is ready to buy from you. So listen all the way to the end because I've got my hottest tips for creating community that is ready to buy from you. I'm Kelly Coulter. In 2020, I became absolutely obsessed with helping fitness professionals build their businesses so they could serve their clients during the pandemic. Now, I help coaches just like you make more impact with your perfect clients without adding hours to your day by leveraging the life-changing work you're already doing. These episodes are specifically designed to deliver mindset, business, and direct response marketing tips that will truly move the needle on your business. Ready to get started? Let's go. In 2022, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook made a $10 million bet on the Super Bowl. But I'm not talking about the game. I'm not talking about sports gambling. I'm talking about ads. They ran their first ever television ad on the most expensive airtime money can buy. So let me set the scene. The ad opens and a group of middle-aged men exit a van and they are running toward a lake because they're competing in a rock skipping competition. This scene is followed by a clip after clip of various other kind of niche and sub-niche groups, cocktail clubs, rock climbing clubs, strongman communities, and on and on. So do you notice a theme here? The commercial was not advertising Facebook. It was advertising Facebook groups. Social media platforms in general, not just Facebook, are banking on communities in big ways right now. And they're doing that by empowering the administration and organization of groups to be led by experts like you and me. So you can see this evidence not only by the millions spent on advertising groups that that Facebook did at the Super Bowl and that you see all the time regularly now after that first ad, but also by the priority that every platform, every single social media platform is placing on the creation of better, more engaging ways for group leaders to find and connect with like-minded people. 
So groups are super important right now, but it doesn't matter to you unless you understand the difference between your group, your personal profile, and your business profile. So let's talk about those three things right now. I'm trying to remain pretty platform agnostic as I give this talk today, but I will continue to kind of skew toward Facebook because Facebook's group functionality kind of leads the way. Facebook does a really great job of empowering administrators like you and me, subject matter experts, people who are willing to go out there and organize an audience around a certain topic. Facebook does a really good job of allowing us a closed space to organize that audience and then to lead them. So We're able to make our groups private or public. We're able to ask questions as people come in. We're able to really granularly monitor what goes on in our groups. Facebook just does a great job. And so they're kind of the gold standard to me when it comes to creating a community or a group. And I'm going to use those two words interchangeably. So while Facebook groups are great for creating community, the principles here can be used to create community on any social media platform. And so that's why I say I try to remain platform agnostic, but I tend to talk about Facebook a lot. I want you to understand first the difference between your profile, your page, and your group. So your personal profile is a great place for staying in touch with family, friends, and even clients, even colleagues as well. It's a great place that you can mine for clients, especially if you're just starting, because the people on your personal profile already know, like, and trust you. So they know what you're about. They kind of know your brand even before you do. And most of the people who are following your personal profile already know, like, and trust you. So that's your personal profile. That's the first thing that you probably did in any social media platform is create your personal profile. That's where you go and you update people with pictures of your puppy and your yoga poses and all kinds of fun stuff. A lot of people do a great job of using that personal profile to also start their business. And I want to say that that's a perfectly acceptable use of your personal profile, but it's probably not all you're going to do there. Now, your business page on any social media platform is a great place for housing branded information, and it's a great place for housing your reviews. So your business page is that thing that you went in and made, maybe you made a fan page for yourself, maybe you made a business page, maybe if you've got a brick and mortar, it includes your location and your hours, your business page is the place that's kind of branded for your business. It's your business's home within social media. So business pages are great. They are the most useful, I think, for housing your reviews. Here's the thing about business pages. When you post on your business page, the social media platform does not have any incentive to show that post to your followers. So on Facebook, posts on business pages tend to only get about 2% of the followers seeing 
that post. So only 2% of the people who follow your page are going to actually see any given post that you put on your business's page in their newsfeed. They're not going to get those just automatically put into their newsfeed just because they follow you. Social media platforms want you to purchase a boost for your business posts. Now, that's very different than groups. So if you create a social media group, that's an entirely different ballgame. Group posts are promoted to group members, to their news feeds based on that member's engagement with previous posts in your group. So if you can get people to engage with the content within your group, they're going to see more of your content going forward without you having to pay for boosts. So your content can engage current clients as well as future clients. And I wanna talk about ways that you can engage current clients, future clients, staff members if you've got them, future staff members if you're planning to bring in a team, and even members of the community. Okay, so I'm going to give you my best tips for creating an engaged community utilizing social media. Here are my best tips for creating an engaging and lively group using Facebook or any other social media platform. Number one, Create your group around the solution to a major pain point that your ideal clients have. So when we talk about creating a community, we're not trying to create a community around your business name. So it's not fans of Kelly Coulter or, you know, my business name is Fit Pros Connect. It's not fans of Fit Pros Connect. What I'm looking to do is look for people who have the problem that I solve, and I'm going to make a presence around that problem. So for me, I serve fitness instructors, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, any type of coach that works with clients on their health outcomes. And so when I look to create a community, I'm looking to create a community around solving the major pain points that coaches who are working with people on their health would have. And what problem is that? That's around getting new clients. Their problems are around, they don't know how to market. They don't know how to sell. They don't know, um, they, they don't want to learn a lot of new technology. They don't know how to price their stuff. So my community in Facebook is called Grow Your Business for Fitness Instructors, Trainers, Coaches, because that's the problem that they have. They want to grow their group. Now, for you, that might look very different. If if your perfect future buyer lives in a specific town or city, so you're really doing geographic specific, you might create a group that's promoting fitness in that location. So maybe it's um, people who love to work out in Orange County. (laughs) I think that would be a a huge group. Um, It might be people who, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of specific types of facilities that you might do. So maybe it's like women who love yoga in Ohio. So, so if your perfect future buyer lives in a specific place, you can create a geographic specific group and then add maybe one or two more identifying factors and start to bring your perfect future buyers all together in one audience. If your perfect future buyer is a woman of primetime age and you want to serve those women with uh, exercise and maybe some nutrition stuff, maybe, maybe you help them balance their hormones through nutrition, then you might create a specific group for active women dealing with the onset of menopause. If you specialize in strength training for military members, you're going to create a group for military members, maybe who are preparing for their PT test. And you're going to give them advice about preparing for the PT test. So you're not going to create this group or profile specifically around your brand or your business. You're going to create it around a problem or a result. All right. I'd love to hear in the comments. Let me know if that all makes sense to you. Send me a message um, or give me a comment here. So number two, my best tips for Facebook groups. You want to make your group private, but visible using the group settings in your Facebook group. What this is going to allow you to do is ask them questions when they request access to the group. So you can make one of those questions, what is your email address? And now you are able to collect email addresses from everyone who requests access to your group. And they don't get to see the content of the group until they've answered the questions. Here's why that's important. You don't own your social media audience. So social media is a privilege and not a right. These platforms are owned by businesses and they are owned by businesses that want to make money. So they don't exist to allow you to promote your business or even the solution that you're building your audience around for free. What that means is that the tools that social media platforms use to identify whether or not you're talking about a business at any given point are going to become more and more sophisticated. And more and more often, we're going to be asked to pay in order to boost our content, in order to reach our audience members. So it's really important for that reason that you start collecting email addresses every day, as soon as possible, as many as possible, get the email addresses because you need to collect and save email addresses so that you can contact group members outside of the platform. So you not owning your social media audience is just one reason that's important. Another reason that's important is that social media platforms change. What your audience members favor one day may be different the next day. We've seen social media platforms go by the wayside over and over again. MySpace was a thing back in the day. Um, what's, what's the one that recently was so big? Vine. <laughs> Vine was so big. People built these huge presences in Vine and then it just went away. 
So you need to be collecting email addresses at every turn so that you've always got this piece, this list that you own that you can connect to at any given time. I know I told you guys the story a few weeks ago about how I got put in Facebook jail. And if I did not have a vibrant email list, my business would have been dead in the water for a little bit. All right. Number three, best tip. You are not going to spend your whole week nurturing this group. It's actually a big mistake to overserve your audience with too much content. So what I'm going to tell you to do is go live once a week in order to engage your members with useful content that delivers them a quick win based on the problem that you've built this audience around or the result that you have built this audience around. You're going to promote the date and time of the session, and you're going to promote the topic of the session, and then you're going to let it go. You don't need to do a whole lot more past that in order to engage your group members. If you're a real social media ninja, you might want to be in there asking questions and really getting people to just respond to your questions because the more you can get them to respond to your questions, then the more you can, you're, they're going to see your posts. Your posts are going to be boosted into their feed more often, but you don't need to be, I see a lot of people making this mistake where they are posting a recipe on Monday and then on Tuesday, they're in there doing another thing that takes them like an hour or two. Maybe they're giving a free live workout. And then on Wednesday, they're doing like a mindset talk. And on Thursday, they're doing something else. The people in your group are not the people who have committed to the result. They're not the people that have paid and shown their priority, have given the the given solving this problem priority by paying dollars. They haven't made the kind of commitment they need to make in order for you to be serving them in a really large way every day. And actually what will happen is if you are serving them in a really large way every day, you're going to turn them off because you're going to overwhelm them. So deliver a quick win, engage them throughout the week, promote your live, which is going to be your quick win. I like to call that your gold nugget and then let it go. And here's a ninja tip. As you're planning those gold nugget sessions, those weekly live sessions, you can use a list of common objections that are collected by your salespeople. So if you're a brick and mortar and you have got a sales team, then your sales team can start to list out common objections that they're hearing. And then you can collect those maybe in like a Google sheet. If you are a solopreneur and you're a coaching, you're just going direct to client, you're going to be in conversations with your perfect future buyers all the time. So you're going to start collecting a list of these common objections because when you can create your gold nugget content and you can handle those objections ahead of time, you do a lot to create what I like to call objectionless closes for your sales team or for yourself. So for example, 
if your prospects are often saying to you that they don't have time to work out, you might create a series of weekly live videos where you offer ways to find time to work out, or you highlight members who have figured out ways to make it work even when they've had a busy schedule and they've had great success doing it. When you create content that shifts beliefs, you make <laughs> yourself or your sales feel people feel like real ninjas because more and more of their prospects are closing with no objections. So here's my number four tip for you. If you have got a staff, so if you're a brick and mortar, if you are a coach and maybe you've got a few other coaches with you, allow your staff to post within your community. So many of your staff members are itching to share their expertise and advertise their schedules. They want to help more people. The pros that work within fitness and wellness we do it because we love to change lives. We love to help people. So allow your people to do that within your community and they will be thrilled. I'll give you an example. So I've been a fitness instructor since the 90s. And um, so often I've found myself in situations where I wanted to grow a class. I wanted to have more people in class and I didn't have a good way to go out and talk to people about my class past going into the weight room and talking to people about class. So I remember back in the day, we used to go up to the front desk and announce, Hey, this class is starting Kelly's teaching. Um, and that would be a way to get a few more people in class. So imagine allowing all of your instructors to go to your community and say, hey, here's what I'm doing in class this week. I'd really love to see you there. Maybe they get to tag a few people. Your instructors would be thrilled to be able to do that. And it's going to get more people engaged. Now, multiply that with the fact that your community contains not only current members, but also perfect future members. Now you're advertising specific classes and specific instructors to the people who want them. So it's going to help create objection list closes. It's going to help get people into the facility. So allow your staff to post. And I know what you're thinking here. You're worried about a staff member that might go rogue. <laughs> you're worried that somebody might, I don't know, get fired or get dissatisfied and go in and say something crazy or off the wall. You don't need to worry about that because within Facebook groups, especially you can moderate content before it ever goes live in the group by using your group settings. So you can have somebody who approves every single post, and then you just give your staff members the role that would ensure that their posts will be moderated before they go live into the group. So that is my four best tips for creating engaged community. By creating community via your social media content and tools, you're going to serve your perfect future buyers and your current clients while also, if you've got a team, increasing your staff job satisfaction. Try starting by treating your social audience as a community and your product as the topic that they are gathered around. Use your content to educate, to nurture, and to create objectionless sales. All right, 
I hope that was super helpful. Um, that is what I've got for you today. I want to talk about one other thing before I go. So this show is going to air, I believe, on November 8th. On November 14th, that's the first day of the Serve, Lead, Sell Challenge. The Serve, Lead, Sell Challenge is my newest live training opportunity. It's going to be a three-day opportunity where I'm going to come in. I'm going to teach live every day, and we are going to change more lives while feeding your passion and helping you make a significant income doing it. I'm going to teach on creating your program. So if you heard me talking today about solving a specific problem or having a specific solution that you sell and you feel like you don't really have that in place, come to the challenge because I'm going to teach you exactly how to put together a defined end program and a specific solution to a specific problem so that you can find your perfect future buyers. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about selling. And we're going to talk about money mindset because I find that money mindset is a really big issue in the fitness and wellness community. We are the ones that are constantly out there saying, I don't need to make money. I would do it for free. And then we're also the ones who can't pay our bills and can't stay in business. And if you can't stay in business, you can't help people. So we're going to talk about money mindset and we're going to talk about the sweet spot for pricing for every single one of our types of products. So register for that at learn.fitprosconnect.com slash SLS, serve, lead, sell. This is a $47 challenge. So you're going to pay $47 to register for this challenge. I don't do free trainings. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> that is less than the cost of dinner and drinks. And this is going to be career changing information for you, career changing learning for you. We're going to do live lessons. We're going to do implementation sessions, and you are going to get a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me or a member of my team. So get registered, learn.fitprosconnect.com slash SLS for serve, lead, sell. And I will see you November 14th to the 16th in the challenge. All right, y'all see you next time.